Daddy, tell me a story. Hello, and welcome to the Daddy Tell Me a Story podcast. I am Mr. S, and I am joined by my lovely daughters, Joy, Grace, Faith, and Hope. Before bed, we like to let our imaginations run wild and our dreams run free. We hope you will enjoy listening as we all tell you a story. Welcome back to the bedroom, everyone. Hey, guys. Hey! You guys uh, ready for our interlude episode today? Again with interludes? Well, so sorry, ladies and gentlemen and boys Daddy and Daddy was late. I was really sick last week. Yes, he was. He was so sick. I caught something that made my head feel like I had a nail in it. No, a belt wrapped around it and just tightened so tight. Like, imagine somebody, like, really strong just squeezing your head. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's what my head felt like. Um, I didn't get basically any writing done. No, so we decided to do an interlude. Dad has read this before, but I promise I will not do any, any uh, spoilers. spoilers. I read it to you guys. In, <laughs> I read it to you guys in your bedroom, but I thought it would be really good for you guys. Uh, for everybody podcast. in the world to hear it. Well, this is a good. This Lesson. is actually it's a parable about a purpose. Well, this uh, when I wrote it, I wrote this on my other blog. My one where I uh, write about Wait, uh, Dad, life. Is it is it the secret story turn or is it like the, you know? I'll have a link in the description. Mm. It's like the turn for the secret story or like. No, it's not that one. It's not. It's not my. It's not my daddy tell me a story blog. It's my other one. Wait, you have another vlog? Yeah, I have two. It's the Substack vlog. It's another Substack blog. Okay. Anyways, um, but before we get into that story, uh, Joy picked out a Grimm's fairy tale. Which is literally one page and another half page. It's like two half pages. So it's one page, basically. You guys ready to hear the story of the The nail? nail? Yeah, because you had like 50 in your head. That's what it felt like, yes. <laughs> Tucked into your head real tightly. All right. A merchant had done good business at the fair. He had sold his wares and lined his money bags with gold and silver. Then he wanted to travel homewards and be in his own house before nightfall. So he parked his trunk with the money on his horse and rode away. At noon, he rested in a town, and when he wanted to go further, the stable boy brought out his horse and said, A nail is wanting, sir, in the shoe of its left hind foot. Let it be wanting, answered the merchant. The shoe will certainly stay on for six miles. I I still have to go. I'm in a hurry. Why do they need shoes? Why is he mad? He's in a hurry. I guess, but like, why is he like grumpy and stuff? Well, cause uh, one of the horses he left in such a hurry, one of his horse's shoes doesn't have a nail. 
It's missing a nail. Uh, so? You could just leave without it. Well, we're going to find out what happens when you try to go six miles with your horse with your horse's shoe missing a nail. Why do they need nails in their shoes? Well, a horseshoe, if you've ever seen it, is We've like... We've seen one. You've seen a horseshoe? Yeah, when we went to horse lessons, the, 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 the person who, get, who get, takes off the horseshoes, he gave us each a horseshoe. Yep, a horseshoe, they put it on the horse's hoof, and then they nail it up in there with special nails. Well, why? Because it helps protect the hoof. Like, like, especially if they're going over rocks and stuff. Oh. Yep. But in the inner horse thingy, like, they were only going over sand with horse poop on Sure, but they, people still put shoes on their horses in order to protect their hooves. Yeah. Okay. What happened to if like they don't you have need, any you, Like, you want to go outside with your feet protected, don't you? I mean, at least socks would be good enough. Stop it, Joe. Or at least Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> Crocs are better than nothing. In the afternoon, when he had once more alighted and had his horse fed, the stable boy went into the room to him and said, Sir, a shoe is missing from your horse's left hind foot. Shall I take him to the blacksmith? (sighs) Let it still be wanting, answered the man. The horse can very well hold out for the couple of miles which remain. I am in haste. He rode forth, but before long, the horse began to limp. Oh my! It had not. Wonder they want to put horseshoes on him. It had not limped long before it began to stumble. Oh! And it had not stumbled long before it fell down and broke its leg. Oh! The merchant was forced to leave the horse where it was and unbuckle the trunk, take it on his back, and go home on foot. And he did not arrive until quite late that night. And that unlucky nail, he said to himself, has caused all this disaster. It was your fault. Yeah. He didn't put the... You didn't go to the blacksmith. And the horse died, probably. I like horses. Well, that's why it that's why the, it says something here. Make haste slowly. Even if you're in a hurry, make sure to do things right. Yeah, and slowly. And that's the end of the first story. All right. So, uh as usual, we're going to take a little break. It's like five seconds for you guys, like two minutes for us. And when we come back, we'll start in on my story, The Wheat and the Apple Tree. And listen to my own podcast. Bye! Welcome back! Welcome back to the bedroom, everyone. Okay, so... We are going to start in with our second story tonight in our interlude episode of season two. That we had to do this interlude episode because I've been sick. He's been late. Recap. (laughs) He hasn't rode in 
any a word of this. Not even Wait, what a number letter. chapter is this? Don't worry, don't worry, chapter I'll get sick. Don't worry, I will have sick. both chapter of them. Sick. I will Dad have was sick. everything written. I just got sick. Yeah, he just got sick. You better have two chapters written. Well, we I wrote this a while ago, and I've read it to you guys before. But and it thought, even has like a season two thingy. And this story Wait, are is. Are we doing more to Apple Tree gets thing? No, or... the, no, oh, no. Hang on, hang on. I'm about to announce the title of the story. Okay. <laughs> this story is a parable. Yep. This story is a parable, and it is called. The Wheat and the Apple Tree Once upon a springtime, a little wheat sprout poked out of the ground. I love wheat sprouts. He reveled in the warm sunlight, feeling it come upon him like a warm shower. From the moment he left the soil, he knew that he loved the sun, and like his brothers and sisters around him, he would reach as high as he could toward it. He dreamed that one day he would bear a fruitful head, surrounded by those like him, all happily swaying in the warm sun. This was until later that noon, that afternoon, when a shadow cast over him. He looked and beheld a massive apple tree. It stood far taller than any wheat sprout, and it was coated in beautiful pink flowers. Ooh, maybe cut, well, maybe the apple tree's bad. Why do you want to be like him? That's not this story. Its leaves were broad and large, and its trunk and branches were so thick that birds could rest on them. The little wheat sprout was awestruck. He dreamed of what it would be like to be so large and so strong and stand so tall over all the other plants and pined for what could possibly help him be like the apple tree. The little sprout was in luck, for a raven, the wisest of all birds, was currently resting in the apple tree. "'Oh, raven,' called the sprout, "'do fly down and speak to me.' for it is my wish to become an apple tree. The raven heard the little sprout's cry and flew down. Ah, did I hear you right? croaked the raven. You, a little wheat sprout, in a field of little wheat sprouts, want to become a great apple tree? Yes, it is my greatest wish, said the little wheat sprout. But you are not an apple tree, said the raven. You are a wheat sprout. The path to being a strong tree and a fruitful wheat are very different. It would be far wiser to do what wheat does than a tree, don't you think? Uh, I do not want to be merely another wheat in a field, said the sprout. I want to be an apple tree. And I am confident that if I do what an apple tree does, I will become one. Please tell me what the apple tree does to grow so tall. The raven sighed. He did not want to mislead the wheat sprout, but he was so persistent he finally gave in. For apple trees to grow tall, said the raven, they need to be completely alone, without any competition around. You will have to leave your field and go where there is no more wheat around you. 
the little wheat wrote this down so he would remember. The second thing they need, the raven continued, is that they need at least two inches of rain every week in order to grow. The little wheat got nervous at this. That sounded like a lot of water, but he was determined to become a tree. The final thing a tree needs, said the raven, is regular pruning. If a tree is not pruned regularly, it will never produce apples. Pruning sounded painful and hard. What's pruning? So in order to make an apple tree grow apples, you need to actually you need to actually clip off branches. And it's actually painful for the tree. Well, I mean, as much as trees can feel pain. But you need to clip off extra branches so that the tree puts more energy into making fruit than in just making more branches. Okay. Like flowers. You take off the dead flowers of the vase and then so it puts more energies into the good flowers, right? Exactly. Thank you, good raven, said the wheat sprout. I will cherish your wisdom and put it into practice right away. The raven watched as the little sprout uprooted itself and began to trudge out of the field on its little roots, eager to fulfill his journey. The little sprout ignored the protests of his friends and his family in the wheat field, for they were just trying to hold him back from his destiny. The raven... Have you watched... Season two, it's kind of like season one. It's kind of like that. Yep. It's kind of like Saya. Yep, that's Saya. It's like Saya from season one. Yeah. Now, we're going to continue. The wheat sprout found a hollow in between several large rocks, where he would not be surrounded by other plants, and nestled himself in the ground there, eager to begin his journey. He reasoned that with the rocks around him, he would be able to gather more rain into himself for growing into a tree. The growing feelings of loneliness did not faze him, for it was a necessary sacrifice on his journey to his destiny. 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 It is my destiny to fly. Well, that would be hard because you're not a bird. Yeah, I know. But I'll grow feathers since our neighbor gave us a pheasant. Anyways, he did not have to wait long, for that very night it began to downpour. It rained and it rained and it rained. The little wheat sprout felt almost drowned because of the huge amount of water. He coughed wait, and he sputtered. Tall, how tall is this wheat sprout? You, He's about this big. Yeah, about that. Is that even one inch? He's one inch. Really? Yep. He's literally one inch tall? He coughed and he but sputtered. But double him to grow to an apple tree. Yep. How? He coughed and he sputtered, and his little roots struggled to get air. But he persisted, and he weathered the storm. He was soaked, tired, lonely, and sad. He was far from his family, from familiarity, from everything he had ever known. After weathering the storm, he began to wonder if he had made a horrible mistake. Maybe he should return to his family and his friends in the wheat field. 
instead of the lonely little hollow between the cold, unfeeling, towering rocks. He shook his little head. He had a destiny to become a tree, and he would fulfill it. Because of his position in the hollow, he always had a lot more water than he would have in the field. After the first storm, he learned to roll with it. He was getting all of the water he needed, and then some. He noticed that he grew bigger than he used to be, and it was nice to stand taller over the ground than he used to. It was just confirmation that he was on the right track. He would be a tree in no time. He started to notice that his stem just remained green, though, and did not turn brown and wooden like a tree. For a bit, he despaired, for he had followed every instruction. Why was his stem not wooden? Then he remembered the final step, for in, for in order to grow, a tree needed to be pruned. He looked at the little leaves on his stem and decided that they would be the thing that he pruned. With a cry of pain, he ripped his leaves off. It hurt worse than anything he had experienced before, but he knew that trees needed pruning if they were to grow strong, and he turned his pain into determination. He would be a strong tree one day. It was his destiny. I he continued to grow, and he pruned every leaf he could, even though it meant he often went hungry. Sacrifices needed to be made if he was to reach great heights. He continued his journey until the Why air grew. Why does he grew. care so much about being tall? Because well, he's got this idea in his head. Big person. He continued his journey until the air grew chilly, and the days grew dark. To his horror, he noticed his stalk was growing not brown, but golden. Golden. He was already old and stiff, and his head only had three little grains on it. He was a failure. He wasn't a strong tree. He would never be a tree. He was not even a great head of wheat. For the relentless pruning, isolation, and overwatering had left him uh, where he's away from all the other wheat. And the relentless pruning, isolation, and overwatering had left him stunted. He had failed to be both a wheat and a tree. He broke down and began to weep. Oh, I get it. He's a wheat. So you weep. What in the world are you doing over here? Asked a kindly voice. The little wheat looked up and saw a round old man in a set of overalls and a wide-brimmed hat. The wheat knew who this was. It was the farmer coming for the harvest. It was to the farmer that all living things on the farm must give an account. Anything that did not put out in harvest got thrown on the fire with the weeds and the brush. He felt self-conscious, for he had obviously no apples to give, and he had very little grain to give as well. Aren't you supposed to be in the well, sun he, well, and open field with the rest of the wheat? The farmer asked. I... 
The wheat hesitated, wanted to be strong and powerful like an apple tree. So I asked the raven how to become like an apple tree, and he told me I should seek a place by myself, drink two inches of water every week, and prune myself regularly. The wheat felt another sob come up his stem, but he held it down, not wanting to embarrass himself in front of the farmer. It didn't work, he said. I'm at the end of my life, and I'm a sorry excuse for a wheat and a worse excuse for an apple tree. I'm sorry, Mr. Farmer. He couldn't hold back the sob any longer. He had wasted his life. Harvest was here, and he had nothing to show for it. He broke down weeping again. The farmer said nothing as long as the wheat cried. And when the wheat finished, he looked up to see the farmer kneeling over him. Without speaking, the farmer took three little grains from the wheat's head and examined them. I have to hand it to you, little wheat, said the farmer. Most of your kind would never be able to survive what you have been through. He put the few grains in his pocket. The little wheat did not understand. He had barely anything to show for an entire season, and yet the farmer did not seem angry at all. So, you aren't mad? asked the wheat. You aren't going to throw me on the burn pile? The farmer chuckled and said, <laughs> On the contrary, I believe that these few grains you give me will be very useful. Thank you, little wheat, for your great gift. The wheat couldn't believe what it was hearing. But I didn't get enough sun. I got too much water. I am stunted and small, and I did all of the wrong things. How in the world could you use three little grains of wheat? The wheat looked up at the farmer and saw a smile as warm as the sunshine he remembered as a little sprout. Most strains of wheat cannot handle isolation, large amounts of water, and relentless pruning. It would kill them most of the time, and yet you are still here, growing despite all the wrong conditions for wheat. I look forward to planting your grains next year. If I can do it with enough times, perhaps I will raise a much hardier wheat, and my whole field will benefit. The little wheat could not believe his ears, so his life was not a waste. It almost seemed too good to be true. You would be surprised what I can use said the farmer with a wink. It's my job to know exactly how each plant works and what to do with them. The little wheat did still did not quite understand, but clearly the farmer knew more than himself. Of course. I, I trust you, said the little wheat, old and gold and stiff in the chilly autumn wind. I, I hope that you can use my mistakes. I'm glad you trust me, said the farmer. Rest assured, you have been a wonderful wheat. You know what? The apple tree poisoned him. <laughs> the snow moved in not too long after. As he was buried beneath the cold white blanket, he saw the leafless apple tree in the distance, weathering the harsh winter. He was fa- thankful in that moment to be a wheat. The snow closed over the sun. Why is the apple tree not on the fire yet? Because it's not this story. The snow closed over the sun, and he had happily fulfilled his life as a wheat. 
knowing that his grains would sprout from the field in the spring. Yeah, the end. he's gonna die. Well, wheats only live, you know, all the way through the season. I don't like, you so, live a year. I live a couple years. So that story is what's called a parable. I know what a parable is. What What do you, what is a parable, Grace, tell us? A parable is a story that teaches you something. That's right. What do you think this story is teaching you? Uh, Not to be what you want to be. No. To not be what you are supposed to be. Don't try to be something you're not. Yeah, don't try to be a fox. Don't try to be a cat. Like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that. Leave that for Halloween. Yeah, leave, leave all your animal ideas for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And all your spooky ideas too. Yep. Besides, Halloween was last week. No. Yeah. What? Yes, it was last week. All right, everybody. That's our story for tonight. Now tune in. We'll be checking in in a couple of weeks. Make sure to stop by our Substack for yep. uh, if you want to read all of the stories that we Whoop. release. Also, Yay. also you will see our link. I'll put in our link to our X page and uh, okay, Facebook. I think I might do a Facebook page too. Ooh. I still need to put that I still need to put that together, but I hope you all have a good night and a good week. And I will see you all in two weeks. And a good morning. As we all tell you a story. Bye!